0: Hello, Welcome to the Dear Writer Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we're recording episode 101. It feels like a new chapter, doesn't it? It does, rather. (laughs) 101. Yes. And today it is going to be one of our creative exercise episodes, and we are going to be talking about using some software that converts text to image using AI, which once we talk through this episode that you will see, it was very fun. (laughs) (laughs) It was very fun. And sounds fun too. Yeah. So like most of these short episodes we will jump right in. Basically, after our recent discussion with Joanna Penn from the Creative Penn podcast, you should really go check out that episode if you haven't already. She does talk about some really interesting aspects about the future technology of writing and AI. But (laughs) we thought after listening to that, we should create some AI images that are generated from our novels. We thought that might be an interesting way to inspire creativity. There are a number of different AI text-to-image generators out there, but for this episode, we decided to go with a web-based platform called Night Cafe, Um, we'll link that in the episode description below. Uh, So we used Night Cafe to generate our images, and if you go check out our Instagram after this episode, you will be able to see what they ended up looking like, which is
1: very amusing. (laughs) It was very amusing. (laughs) So Ashley was tasked with creating images from our ancient Greece novel uh, while I focused on our YA dystopian series. So how Night Cafe works is that you have a certain amount of credits and you can claim more each day if, you're, if you sign up and you're interested, but you use these credits to generate your artwork. And you can also use them to do like touch-up works, but uh, we mainly just let the computer do its thing. You can select different filters to give each picture a different look. So it's kind of
0: interesting. It's quite enjoyable. (laughs) So what did you think, what were your initial thoughts before making your AI artistic creation, Sarah? How did you think it was going to go? I thought it would be fun. That was partly why I wanted to try it for this creative
1: exercise. But I also wasn't really sure how they would end up. I think I envisioned it creating like this perfect scene that I saw in my mind's eye, even though everyone interprets writing differently, whether they be human or machine. (laughs) Um, So that was probably slightly unrealistic expectations there. I also wasn't sure how it would respond to an entire sentence or two of text versus keywords and i suppose this does differ across different platforms but i was surprised to discover that night cafe actually coped quite well with this so if you're looking for one that can kind of take a whole sentence then i feel like night cafe was a good one to use what did you think what were your initial thoughts ashley
0: (laughs) Well, you had already started doing the exercise. <laughs> I was keen. <laughs> I'd had a little bit of a a clue about what was going to happen, and I was, I was going to say, AI art appreciating vicariously through you. <laughs> <laughs> So I was very excited to try it out for myself and I'd also had quite a few friends, writing friends, who had tried it out. Not not necessarily the same software, but had tried out the AI artwork generation and it seemed, I was like really amazed at the variety of different like styles and things that they all got. So I was really intrigued to see how that was going to play out for our Ancient Greece book. Yeah. So, Sarah, did you want to go through what your experience was first creating the AI artwork? Sure.
1: So, firstly, I was right that it was a lot of fun, Um, it was hilarious. (laughs) to see what the computer generated and how the computer interpreted the text. I found mainly it was very literal in its interpretation, which made for some interesting images. Well, I should say that for all of mine, I did full sentences. So I didn't do like keywords or anything. I just did like the full sentences. And I found from those full sentences, it was very literal. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There was one, for example that I obtained from the first paragraph of When the Rain Falls in Levi's chapter. And so we've read this sentence on the podcast before, but the sentence was Beneath the weed-choked lawns, potholed roads, and houses crumbling from disrepair lay a country that could have been rebuilt if it was given the chance. So quite a lengthy sentence, not short. (laughs) I used the filter called Sinister, so it might not be too surprising, but it created what can only be described as some sort of weed monster floating (laughs) above a dilapidated residential street.
0: Amazing. It's amazing. I know,
1: right? It's got like this weird eye thing going on.
0: It kind of looks like it's on fire as well for some reason.
1: I don't understand entirely what's happening with it, but it wasn't until I realized that it was the the words beneath the weed-choked lawns part, which is why the weeds were literally floating in <laughs> mid-air. <laughs> there was also a sentence that I used from Lizzie's first chapter, which we've also read on the podcast, and this one described the freshly shorn sheep staring back at the house in a rainstorm. And um, the resulting picture appeared to be sheep amidst some fluffy white clouds, and I realized later that it was the freshly shorn coats and not clouds. <laughs> <laughs> it also had uh, this weird, like this weird black thing in the left corner, and I'm not a hundred percent sure what that is. However. The sentence that I used did mention the sheep cursing, like cursing (laughs) us, as in like cursing Lizzie for the freshly shorn coats. So I was wondering if like the weird black scribbles in the left hand corner were like a visualization of the curses, perhaps?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It could be. They're quite abstract images, so I don't see why not.
1: That's what I took from it anyways. But there were several others (laughs) that I got out from it. And one of them was like, it was like an amusement um, arcade, a games arcade in the middle of a shopping mall that's been kind of turned into like a a, a prison camp in our book. And it was kind of described with the term of carnival and the... (laughs) And this is from Darkness Set Us Free, and so like there's these strange like clown
0: figures. (laughs) Quite creepy.
1: It is quite creepy, but it's like suitably creepy for this scene. Definitely, (laughs) it was great. Um, yeah. How did you find it, Ashley?
0: So I did it a little bit differently because I sort of decided to explore the software a little bit. I wasn't entirely sure. You know what what it was going to spit out, so mm-hmm. I started with some keywords first and playing with the filters a bit just to see what it gave me before I then moved on to some sentences. So the first one that I tried, I tried our potential, I guess, a working title for the book that we haven't hundred percent confirmed, um, which is the Odyssean, um, and I wasn't sure what was exactly going to come up with that and what appeared was a giant stone head with a helmet on like at the end of a mountain and some like landscape leading up to it so I was like interesting it does look kind of cool I like (laughs) it. it's very cool it kind of reminds me of in Lord of the Rings with the giant uh the kings that are guarding um like the waterfall at the end of the first movie with their hands right, out. Yep. It kind of reminds me of those a little bit, but slightly moodier. Because <laughs> it seems <laughs> to have quite a moody feel about it. Mm-hmm. So then I moved on to trying some just keywords together for a few pictures. So the first one I tried was Ancient Greek Council, which sort of is a representation of the first chapter. And then I chose the heavenly filter to see what would happen. And it kind of just looks like some (laughs) Greek people standing on the clouds with some Greek architecture in the background. It looks quite nice. It's not too bad. It's a bit interesting. (laughs) It's kind of random, that one. It's quite interesting is the
1: word for it, yes. Yeah. Intriguing, (laughs) maybe.
0: Yeah, so I was... I wasn't sure how intricate or elaborate some of these pieces were gonna be when just using keywords versus using the sentences like Sarah did. Mm -hmm. But they're quite intriguing. We'll go with that. (laughs) The second set of keywords that I tried, because I was trying to because our book is set, some of it is set in the modern times and some is set in ancient Greece. So I thought I should try a modern one as well. So I went with New York antique shop rain, <laughs> just to see what would come up. And it's a picture of, like, a very not New York-looking antique shop with <laughs> half a car in front of it and some rain. It's really odd.
1: <laughs> I quite like it, though.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the deal with half is a car. Half the car. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah. I was wondering if maybe by New York they've taken it as a like York in the UK and tried to make it look new <laughs> and know. an antique shop because there's not really. I-, I was expecting, you know, like a cityscape and then maybe some like antiques and then I don't know, rain. But instead we got half a car and. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's very odd oh dear (laughs) so the next few that I did I put in sentences so the first one was I guess they were first couple sentences were shorter and then I did a much longer one so the first one the sentence was well The actual sentence was a city under, or the city under a blanket of night. But I thought that I should be more specific given it's an ancient Greece book. So I kind of assumed Mm -hmm. uh, what would happen if I put just the city. So I was like, I'm going to put in Thebes and see what happens. (laughs) Will it know what Thebes is? I don't know. So the sentence I ended up using was Thebes under a blanket of night and I also use the sinister filter and it's quite creepy it is it looks like a a, a haunted old city with like these very shadowy dark figures looming uh, within it's almost got got a graveyard kind of feel to it yeah it does and I think that there's like a weird dark shadow in the middle which I think is a blanket (laughs) didn't catch that (laughs) i think it's just floating there or there might be something underneath it but maybe that's what whatever they think thebes is (laughs) (laughs) it kind of looks like the um the fabric on a four poster bed except black and much smaller (laughs) very interesting oh goodness The next one that I, this one was a little bit longer of a sentence and uh, less sort of specific to ancient Greece, but the sentence was a mountain loomed above him wearing a thick coat of greenery. And I chose the fantasy, (laughs) the fantasy filter, which was interesting. (laughs) It's got like, Two mountains at the front and then, like, some floating sort of trees. (laughs) I think a green coat on top. Or a A person in a green coat.
1: Yeah, it looks like a person in the middle of the mountain.
0: With a green coat and then some trees around it. It's very strange. (laughs) The mountain kind of just looks like a grumpy napkin, kind of like the face of the Sorting Hat from Harry Potter. (laughs) It does. It does. It does. All very odd. And then the final one, I decided to do a much longer sentence and just sort of see what happened. So the sentence was, Sculptures dressed with glittering gold armor over richly colored cloth, their painted eyes watching the citizens stroll below. I was like, this is going to be way too much. But it actually worked quite well, I think.
1: That's what I mean. I feel like when you do longer sentences, it actually sort of interprets it fairly well. I mean, it's still very literal, but (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: it's quite good. It sort of
1: looks like... You see what's going on there.
0: Yeah, there's like an archway with, I assume it's a person that's covered in gold and has armor on top. Like an armor helmet, and then it's got two giant statues on either side, which I assume are watching him. Um, and then one of them's holding some blue cloth. One of the statues <laughs> looks rather strange, though, I must <laughs> say. Like, what is
1: like, I don't know, it's got like this weird belly thing out the front. Yeah, I'm not so sure odd. what's going on there. It's like, neither. <laughs> So, anyways, comes from that, like it's recognisable.
0: Yeah, and definitely the comparison between these ancient Greece art, I'll call it, versus the uh, art from our dystopian teen series is quite different. So, very cool. I think it's interesting. It was an interesting experiment, and hopefully, if you guys check out our Instagram page, you can see some of the mm-hmm. amusing artwork that we have created. Yeah. Um so anyways, how did you think this activity was overall for creativity, Sarah?
1: I definitely think it's useful. You know, not only does it create some really interesting and fun images. I think it, hmm, I think it could help give ideas for cover images I would probably hesitate to use. I mean, know, some of them are like are quite good but yeah I would probably like adjust it and like create something that maybe has like the tone and the feel behind it but makes a little bit more sense
0: (laughs) (laughs) not a man in a green coat standing on a mountain that looks like a hat (laughs) yeah some of them are better than others for sure
1: but Yeah, also to create images for blog posts or marketing tools. And, you know, I think it can be helpful to see a more literal representation of your work. And I've kind of used AI for this before in the past where I've used... Where I've sort of talked about how when I'm editing, sometimes I'll get it to play, like read back to me. Just like the narration from the computer nothing special or anything but I find that it helps to pick up those real literal things where you're like oh that's a bit of a funny image Um, (laughs) (laughs) you could possibly um, use it in a similar way I think with the images yeah and I, I think it can help inspire ideas and to help to see things in a different perspective and maybe if you've got like a half formed idea but you were struggling to visualize it it might give you a bit more of an idea and I would also be interested in using it as a tool in the planning or beginning phase of writing to help spark ideas for scenes and descriptions although in that case you know like you'd probably want to lean more on the side of what Ashley did and just feed some keywords and stuff like that. Cause it's not like you're going to have full sentences necessarily for, for that. But yeah, that's kind of how I see it being used. And I think it can be quite useful when you have a bit, maybe a bit more direction than what we did. <laughs> well, that was very fun.
0: It was very fun. How
1: about you, Ashley?
0: So for me, My biggest takeaway was that it was a very enjoyable process. I got a bit caught up in it. This is really, (laughs) this is passing a lot of time. I should probably not just be sitting here generating random AI images. What I was particularly interested in was trying to see if it would pick up the historical context that we were going for or whether it wouldn't. Mm. So... Yeah, I was interested to see how it was going to work using historical terminology as well. So, things like antique and Thebes and Odyssean and things like that, and the types of images that it would generate. And yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think it worked quite well. You can definitely tell which ones are based in the past, like where the sentences have come from the past and where the Mm -hmm. sentences have come from like the present day which is quite interesting so I liked that and I guess leading on from that I thought it was quite good for exploring I guess the different moods in the book there was one picture that I didn't put uh, in here because I didn't wasn't very good but I I, I pulled it from um, a Christmas scene that Sarah had written and um, it didn't explicitly say it was Christmas themed it was like green and red lights twinkling over the city <laughs> or something and so I, I put that in and I got basically what looked like a red and green sk- skyscraper sitting in snow which kind of thing just looked like it kind of like a candy tower because it was like weird and green and glittery um anyways so but I thought that they all had their own like moods that were captured quite well even though they were only sort of snapshots of scenes so I quite liked that and I thought that could be quite good if you're trying to Nailed, see if you've nailed down the right kind of feeling in your book. You can try putting in some different sentences from different parts and just sort of see what <laughs> the pictures sort of spit out, <laughs> mm-hmm. which could be quite interesting. And I didn't go into it too much before, but I did play around with the filters a little bit, um, which generated different art pieces, but from the same words. Yeah, and that was quite interesting. It was interesting because they were all still had a similar vibe, even if the style was slightly different. So I think originally for the the fantasy mountain with the green man on top of the coat, I had originally chosen a, diff- a slightly different one. And it, it was still very similar to that. Like it still looked quite <laughs> bright and cheerful, even though it wasn't like the fantasy setting. I thought it might, you know, change it quite drastically. I think I did the steampunk one, potentially. I don't remember, but it it didn't change it too much. It just kind of more stylistically changed it. So that was quite Mm -hmm. interesting. So, yeah, I think it's quite good for exploring the mood of your writing. Well, I think we should wrap this episode up. Yes. So there are still some spots left on our Author Spotlight section. If you're interested in applying, you can head over to our website, lindersoncreations.com and hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you'll get a link to apply. Okay,
1: and next time on Dear Writer, it's our Author Spotlight interview series. So tune in for that and we'll talk to another writer about their
0: work, which is always exciting. Yes. And if you'd like to know more about us or any of our writing projects, you can head on over to lindesoncreations.com or you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram under the handle lindersoncreations. Creations.
1: If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone.